The following is a Just Green production brought to you by the Might Be News Network. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Might Be Brews, episode 65. We are the podcast where we explore the people, places, and brews of the craft beer world. My name is John. With me, as always, Mr. Steve. How you doing today? I'm going to make John the happiest boy in the world right now. This John? That John. I started watching the F1 series. Nah. Nah. Yeah, I started watching it. Are you hooked? Are you all in? I'm definitely not all in. <laughs> <laughs> Not there yet. But well, so I'm giving it a go. I'm giving it a shot. All right. I, I, I'm glad you're, you're giving it at least that. I'm, we'll, we'll circle back in a, the next episode or two. Yes. And see where you're at. You're also watching Game of Thrones too, right? Yes. We haven't gotten too far into that. Okay. I and, uh, and we're also trying to watch Breaking Bad at the same time. Oh, Jesus. We right. just got way too much TV going. Yeah, that's intensity. It that's is. That's a lot of intensity. All right. So if you guys can't tell from what's going on behind us, we are coming to you live from beautiful Exton, Pennsylvania with one of our favorites, Stolen Sun Brewing. So we've got John over here. Hello. Hey, John, how you doing? And your name's escaping me all of a sudden, but I know it. Don't tell me. All right. Um, Pat. Pat. I, I was just, we just going, I was like, there's a Pat at Animated. There's a Pat here now. That's the sales guys. It should be easy to remember. But Pat, how you doing, man? I'm doing well, man. How are you? Uh, shout out to uh, Fueled by Hops. You're rocking their hat. Yes, sir. We I might am. be uh, hanging out in their um, on their page right now. So if anybody from there is watching, uh, shout out to you guys. But uh, thank you guys so much for for having us again. Yeah, absolutely. Man. How Good long to have you guys back? We were just talking about how long do you think it's been? If we've been doing this for three years, how long has it been since we were here the first time? So. I, if we go way back, remember the very first time we were here is when the birth of the podcast happened. Yes, yes, that's true. So the first time so there was we, an we met just we to met talk here. about doing this and kind of make you know the decisions. Yeah. To to start doing this, and we met here, and yeah, you were saying um, what was it? It was the Eagles Jacksonville London game. We were here at like ten o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it was, it was tanked the, up. That yep. was a terrible game. Yeah, they won. <laughs> Eagles won. But it was, it was like a morning thing. No London game is good. So we came here first and, and hung out and kind of like chatted about how to make this thing work. And then, uh, yeah, so that's, that's where it started. And then, and then our first on-the-road live show yeah. was upstairs. Another first, yeah. That was our first live excursion. Everything else awesome. was always that's right. I forgot that at and the it, home office. And then John, you and I were just talking. It almost didn't happen because yeah. we were getting like Exton was getting dumped on that day, mm-hmm. and you guys had wa- did water. Yeah, ca- I mean, it came we over were, the. We were completely breached here, and I mean there were people parking their cars, walking like without shoes and socks <laughs> through here. Yeah, we just decided let's just do it. I don't. Yeah, I don't really. Uh, know yeah, we we still made we it happen. It. But, uh, yeah, I remember that being crazy. So try to put that into perspective. How much has happened between then and now? That I mean, we had a highlight, right? <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was actually great. I mean, think about the that. We've been through awesome. a pandemic, an expansion. Yeah, um, it's insane. You know, all kinds of stuff. So we're, we're ready to get into it. Let's unpack this and, uh, and go through some things. Shout out to everybody in the chat already. What's going on, Evan? How you doing, Fish? Hi, Evan. Good to see you. So, um, 
let's talk about the expansion again quick because we're in this new area and it's such a huge amazing space and you already had a cool setup like you have my fav my kids favorite brewery nice because they love going upstairs and um you know when that loft was open and you know the games and things like that plus you've got the amazing outdoor area yeah so we can sit outside and things like that but um I feel like this is going to be a great space to help get people or, you know, to, to still have that crowd that likes the beer garden atmosphere, but inside. Yeah. When it gets I mean, cold. that's what we're hoping this winter. Yeah. Right. I mean, have a nice big space. People come in to drink some awesome beer. Yeah. Really. I mean, that's kind of the thought is to create that outdoor area that's inside. But yep. u- ultimately, we want to grow this brewery. Yeah. We want there to be tanks where all these tables are. That'd be amazing yeah yeah so i mean that's why you know this space we we have a lot of space over on the original side sure and you know it's been great to give us space during this time yep but like we want to buy more tanks and get some more tanks in here okay and, and make this place bigger so for the people that haven't been here maybe they've been holed up since covid if they remember the old setup there you know you guys were kind of on the back end of the building and this front end was the ufc gym that's right so at, a little bit later i'm going to put john in a peruvian necktie well, that's the only ufc move gonna, that i know i'm just going to say hippies win <laughs> <laughs> that's right so you guys basically just are the Plus whole one. building now um you came in you had to add what 50 tables 40 tables? Uh, I'm not a bad estimator. Know. Me too. But uh, uh, you definitely... We have a couple hundred seats. Over doubled your yeah. space, your your pure space from from a consumer standpoint. Um, did you add any beer when you did that expansion? Any tank space? Uh, two new uh, 30 barrels that are in the back. Nice. And more to come. Plus, we bought some more canning equipment and can handling equipment. And we brought on a full-time assistant for Chris. Uh, well, yeah, Cameron. last time we were here, Chris was, I think, you know, just Solo. getting started. Uh, yeah, she was by herself, and yeah. she hadn't been here that long, I no. think. I was um, actually probably still making work. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I don't do that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> That's got to be nice. So what's going on in the brew house? If, if Chris is back there doing that, and now she's got an assistant, so, you know, there's there's a lot of recipes going back to back. and There's a, there's a, lot, a lot of, of recipes, yeah. a lot of beer. A lot of sales, and that's what Patrick's been taking care of. But, yeah. like, really getting the brand out there, canning takes quite a lot to do, mm. and just keeping up with the brewing, the cleaning, the centrifuge, it's it's a lot of work. Uh, I can't imagine. It's a ton of work back there. Speaking of beer, oh. should we talk about what we're sipping on yes. here real quick? We've got a nice little flight of dark beers here. It's a lot of, it's a lot of dark. We're doing the opposite tasting. <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah. This is the wrong way. Kids, kids out there, this is the Just opposite Don't do way it this way. Yep. We're starting with the stouts. So you got us lined up with three stouts and an empty glass, which we'll talk about here in a second. So we got the Jumpy John Stout. Yeah, which is our classic oatmeal stout with uh, coffee infused we we put the coffee on the hot side and then also on the cold side um hello darkness is always the hot side uh coffee we add and then on the cold side this time we added the gustavo uh one of the original coffees actually we've had I, we probably tasted it with you that first time you were here. yeah yeah did remember that we, we went like 45 minutes on coffee it was a yeah. lot of coffee <laughs> and i'm not a coffee guy it was yeah, a right? lot of coffee but no that was that was a lot of fun but um, you should grab as much coffee as you can, too. It's yeah. about ready to get crazy. What do you mean? Like uh, shortages Just and stuff? Supplies. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. 
it's getting harder and harder to even just get the basics. It's crazy. Yeah. To get anything anywhere. And then when you want to get like amazing coffees, it's just that much harder. Yeah, I can only imagine. Yeah. I mean, all that stuff's, um, I don't know. It, it's just crazy out there. I love this beer. It's, it's got such a good, uh, a good balance to it, and um, I just love the coffee on it. It's, it's definitely got a lot of coffee. The coffee's it's definitely up front, but I think there's something smoothing about the oatmeal in my mind. Oh, yeah. And I don't know yeah. how to quite describe it, but the coffee's there, and then it kind of rounds off, and I think the oatmeal's doing that in my non-brewer talk. <laughs> yeah, but I like the bitterness going on there because I think it's, uh, I don't know, I, I think about some beers that are just too harsh with either the hops or the coffee, and um, that one I, I feel is just, you're right, that, that smoothness really helps it out. And I think adding it at several points into the process helps to get the full coffee flavor. So yeah. the high notes, the low notes, you know, the chocolatey notes. Yep. And really, you know, completes this beer. I don't want to jump ahead, but that marshmallow John is really good. <laughs> yeah, no, let's do it. Let's. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go ahead and start sipping on that one right now. But yeah, that, that's a man. It's it's a nice sweetness. That is. It's still smooth, but it, it's a, like a nice, uh, very nice creamy sweetness to it. And it is. It's marshmallow. It's, I, I'm like, how are we gonna get marshmallows? Is it gonna be vanilla? Is it? No, it's freaking marshmallow. To compensate for all the coffee that's in this beer, you got to put a lot of marshmallow. A lot. Yeah. yeah. yeah a lot. Yeah, we we put a bunch in and then realized. We need a bunch more. Probably, <laughs> probably like two or three times. Yeah. We realized before we got it right. I like that picture online where it's got um, like toasted marshmallows around like the, the glass or the, you know, of the stout. Yeah. That's definitely what it reminds me of. Like yeah. a nice toasty marshmallow. Um, that's delicious. That's really good. So what's it like with the, um, you know, how are you guys coming up with like these? Are you still doing a lot of new experimental stuff? like this or you know have you have you gotten to the point where there's enough of your flagships or the stuff that like is just an easy sell let's say or or you know rotates plenty so you can kind of keep going back to those same ones like how do you balance that you know well nothing's an easy sell sure like we got you got to keep on top of what we're doing and yeah. being 110 percent all the time yeah yeah easy sell is i mean pat will tell you yeah. Is anything an easy sell out there? No, I mean, um, Pennsylvania alone, we're lucky enough that everywhere makes great beer anymore. So you got to differentiate yourself as best you can. Um, and whenever you put, like, kind of passion into your work and you actually care about what the people want uh, and also what you want, too, it, it definitely shows that there's passion there and that, you know, it's going to be reciprocated through the beer. So, I mean, this would probably be our most recent, um, like, experimental quote unquote if you will uh, we took the regular Jumpy John's that is an awesome beer and we wanted to add something a little bit different to it I mean before that we did the Elderberry Goza which yeah. was like a super small thing so Chris gets to have her hand at like random little things here and there to just kind of have fun with it try it out see what it's like uh, and then as a group we kind of discuss and say like hey do we want to do this on a little bit larger of a scale and see yeah. what people would think about it it's, I'm, I'm kind of curious, like, I guess, do you guys have, like, a small system that you try it out on first, or can you guys, like, pretty much just make a batch? and? Yeah, we're good. Yeah. We can just make batches. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Because, I mean, obviously, there's stuff that, like, you always see on there, your flagships, like the Jay-Z Hazy, but that still goes away and then comes back, right? Uh, like, that's not it, always Yeah, that one's more of a, a quarterly. Yeah. So, like, our flagships would be 
uh, Uncle John's beer, the mm-hmm. West Coast, uh, Baby Juices, which is the Session Hazy, uh, New Exxon, which is the New England, and then for the winter time we do our Kolsch, which is Saf or yep. Safraget, um, and then we do uh, in the summertime we do the Honey Bee, which is a Honey Wheat. Um, so those two are interchangeable, yep. and we also bring it Uncle or um, Chumpy John's back for the winter. Sure. So we do have those kind of core ones. Uh, Jay-Z Hazy is such a big hit that we've made it quarterly. But it's one of those things where you want people to still enjoy it so much, but then when it goes away, they want it again. Yeah. You don't want to just kind of flood everything. So uh, it's such a great beer. We'd love to have it all the time. But, you know. It, I think it's that's special. a smart move, man. There's so many people that, that, uh, that, that um, I think it's a good move to help kind of build that want for it or that, you know, that hypeness kind of where, you know, if you do just release it all the time, it's not as exciting. But when it comes back, it's like, oh, I got to get it while it's here. Well, and I think we've developed a good, like, you know, bunch of awesome beers that yeah. you can go like, let's do Jay-Z Hazy, you know, let's do Mosaically Delicious. Yeah. Like, we can just pepper in all these great beers. Yep. And just keep the flow of great, you know, IPA coming out of here. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I mean... um, now that I think about it, Hop Headed Stranger wasn't around is a year insane. ago. Right. Yeah, it's a double dry hop hazy IPA. It's my personal. I like it better than Jay Z Hazy, which is almost blasphemous to say. <laughs> Darn it. Um, <laughs> but I, I do really enjoy it. I think it's a great beer, and I think it kind of hits every facet of what the palate wants. I'm excited to try it. I didn't even get the reference on the label, but I saw the label the other day. It was like, that thing looks cool. I'm excited to try it. Yeah, as we were discussing before the, the podcast yeah. started. Uh, it goes back to Willie Nelson. So a little yeah. shotgun Willie there. Yeah, we were like all in the brewery one day, and we were just like thinking of something to do, and yeah. I don't know, that name just came up, and yeah. we were like, yeah, that's great, let's do it. And <laughs> just hop-headed stranger was born. I think Stolen Son just makes references to shoot over John's head. Ah, yeah, because the, 100%. Remember, Suffragette City, he I mean, had no... It's, it's one of the most amazing albums ever written. It really <laughs> is. Like, like, it is just a crazy story of like I'll, love and redemption, and it's country, and it's Willie Nelson, and it's just... I don't feel like there's a genre of music that I don't like. I just think that, like, I really didn't have a musical upbringing, so I just missed out on it. Like, you know, in my, in my years of uh, middle school and high school, where you're, like, very impressionable, like... My parents listened to zero music, like maybe a Bon Jovi CD. See, you, di- you didn't want to get beat up in high school, did you? You didn't listen to Willie Nelson. Yeah, no, I guess not. Yeah, like, <laughs> darn it. I didn't know those were uh, a thing. Yeah. Well, now you can learn about it through beer. So Yeah. yeah. But yeah, th- I don't know. I just, you're right. Everything goes right over my head here. Well, Pat, I want to I get into, um, since you, it's the first time you're on the show, it is. one of the things that we always do with somebody new is we ask them, uh, what we was your... Them. Yes. <laughs> if you were an animal, what would you be? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. If you had, um, or what, what was your gateway beer? Like, what was the first, like, um, craft beer? Oh, craft beer. Craft okay. beer right. that made you go, like, okay, it doesn't have to be, you know, Natty Lights. Yeah, you know, at first I some- thought you meant alcoholism. I was going to say, well, <laughs> yeah. that's easy because that's extra gold lager. Yeah. Um, <laughs> first craft beer. Um, to be completely honest, and it is ironic enough that we're drinking the, uh, the Java style right now, it was uh, Trogues. Yeah? Yeah. They're Java Head, yep. which I don't believe is made anymore. Which I don't is know if it is. Yeah, I really? haven't seen it. Yeah, I think they discontinued huh. it. But um, regardless of that, yeah, Java Head was my favorite. So I went a little bit of a different route for craft beer. Most people kind of start on the lighter end. Sure. Not me. I yeah. went with the darker end first, and then um, probably for the first 
year to two years of drinking craft beer, I exclusively drank dark beer. Wow. Yeah. Did, did you pick that up off a shelf? Did somebody give that to you? How did you get into it? <laughs> yeah. Did you steal it from a 7-Eleven? Well, at the time, 7-Eleven, <laughs> you know, um, so uh, I went to Millersville University out in, in Lancaster. Um, we had a small little, like, six-pack shop that did not ID. Um, <laughs> so before uh, I could go to Lancaster Brewing Company and get, like, the growlers and crowlers and all that stuff like my friends were doing, I went to this, I won't name it, but I went to this six-pack shop out there um, and it's one would, of our good customers, right? <laughs> I don't think they yeah. exist anymore. <laughs> it was on King Street. If anyone in Lancaster knows King Street, they're not great. Um, but yeah, they had they had Java Head, and that was the first thing I grabbed, and I loved it. And I mean, I'm a big coffee like uh, drinker, so it was great, man. I went with it, rolled with it, and then from there on out, I went with basically any dark beer I could try. Yeah. Um, once I hit 21, so I, I mean, I wasn't super young when I got Yeah, so I was like 20, like just a week shy of 21. Sure, 12. I think yeah, statute, 12. Of, lim- <laughs> statute <laughs> of limitations is past. You're okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're okay. We, you're we, we were talking earlier. I, I look like I have Benjamin Button disease. So yeah. <laughs> I, I look very young. I swear I'm 31. Um, and then after that, I mean, once I could start going to Lancaster Brewing Company, which was the closest brewery, I uh, started getting milk stouts and things like that. And yeah, I stayed with the dark beer for like, Solid two years. Wow, that's wild. That's wild. A little I, mean, I think a lot of people. I don't know. Like I, I got in on IPAs and went hard on IPAs for a while, and I, I was not interested in pilsners and lagers for the longest time. I did go get into stouts pretty heavy, but it took me a while to appreciate um, lagers and pilsners and all that stuff and start going back that direction. But um, circling back to your history, tell us about you know how you ended up here at Stolen Son? Like, what was your beer career history that landed you here? <laughs> the beer career. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I've been in it for a hot minute now, as they say in Philadelphia. <laughs> um, so I actually, my background in education was education. So I started out as a teacher. Um, very quickly realized I didn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> Got out after a long, long two years. Yeah. Um, Science, history, what were we? I was English. English, okay. Yeah, so try teaching Romeo and Juliet to a bunch of ninth graders. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> um, I was such an asshole in ninth grade. Yeah, me too, for sure. Total asshole. <laughs> yeah, man. It was, it, it was hard. It was, it was great. I mean, you know, and like we can't curse in teaching, so I was right, just yeah. like bottling it up. Um, <laughs> it's not good for your mental health, I'm sure. <coughs> Excuse me, but then I got... um. While I was doing that, I mean, teaching obviously doesn't pay a whole lot. So one day I ended up at um, Saloon 151, actually, in Westchester. Yeah. There was an event going on there. Um, It was for, I think, Budweiser or Bud Light or something. And they were doing, like, a cool event, and the guy struck up a conversation with him. He's like, yeah, I'm uh, what's called a brand ambassador manager, and basically people go out and do these events, and yada, yada. And I was like, hey, I'd love to do that on the weekend or in my spare time, like, make some extra cash started doing that they eventually offered me to be the manager and, and run a team of uh, those event yeah. coordinators samplers whatever you want sure um, went from there I went to Evil Genius I was at Evil Genius for about four years uh, and then you know I wanted to help build a small um, brewery into into something that we could see being big and large and 
um, that people would enjoy and have good craft beer. And here I am. Nice. So, what what is it like being out there? And I mean, now that you've been in the and the also game Pat for a while. was a. a Long-time customer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I bring we knew my, each other quite yeah. a while before yeah. we even had a conversation of, like, yeah. sure. Hey. That's very true. Yeah, I didn't just show up on the doorstep yeah. one day. Yeah, right. Uh, going back to that alcoholism, yeah. I was yeah. here quite a bit. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, and bring my dog and just hang out with her and my wife and, yeah, had a good time. That's awesome. It's the best place to hang out. What? Tell us about... Um, what it, what you've seen change over the past four or five years or so where... How craft beers change, and how much difficult, more difficult maybe, or what the differences are in trying to sell it, and um, you know, stand out amongst everybody else trying to do the same thing. Um, so the analogy I always go with is, uh, the pie is always going to stay the same size, but the slicers get slices get smaller and smaller mm-hmm. as you go along, and what that means is there are more and more breweries that make awesome beer, right. And every bar, restaurant, distributor, they all have these options to choose from. And they'll bring you in. But the worst possible thing that can happen is if you're at a bar and your tap handle is sitting there every day, day after day, and your beer's not selling. And yeah. all I think is, this guy just sold me something that's not moving. Yeah. Um, when they could have something else. So it's how do you resonate with your customers, um, like, like the actual beer drinkers, and how do you resonate with... The bar owners. So the big change I've seen is um, there's been a huge flood in the market of great craft breweries. Yep. Um, and it's really how do you stand out? Sure. A lot of it is relationship built and, you know, the friendships you make, which is the whole reason I got into beer. That's because it's very much just hang out, talk to people like we're doing right now. It's the best a- community. <laughs> yeah. The beer people are the best people. We, we always say that. Yeah. And they always say like, hey the best deals on like wall street and everything were done over a beer at a bar. And I really took that philosophy and I like to hang out and have a good time and, and actually get to know the bars that I work with. And I think that's where we stand apart is we're very much grassroots, if you will. And want to, sure. We want to know the people we're selling to. We want to develop a relationship with them. And we want them to know that, you know, we're here for them. And, hey, if something's not working, like, let's go. Let's fix it. Let's figure it out. But the big change I've seen is just the influx of a ton of different breweries. And, I mean, it definitely makes it difficult. But there are, there are many facets that can set you apart, and that's one of them. Yeah, I would think nowadays it's not even just competing against other PA breweries. Um, I think we're ve- we always say we're very lucky. This market, yeah, uh, you know, it is such a good beer market. It's lucky for us. Lucky for us because <laughs> you know. Well, it's good for all of us. It yeah. is. I mean, yeah. people True. like the more people that love good beers, the more places that want good beer and need our beer, and you know, I I get the feeling, the perception that our market buys a lot of craft beer and, and knows do. their stuff because, you know, a beer store here and a beer store in Nebraska is completely different. Yeah. You know, as yeah. far as the selection that you can get, it's, you know, and we say this all the time, I feel like a broken record, but, you know, when you go into an Exton beverage or in a Thorndale beverage and there's just can after can after can, four packs on the shelf, yeah. and there's so many options, um, you know, it's great that, that they're buying all of these beers and putting them on the shelf. But, you know, I think it's difficult to, to get somebody, that customer, you know, to find you and, and, you know, when they have so many options and they're trying to pick something out. So I think between that, um, 
and then, you know, I guess, you know, how do you combat that? I mean, I guess you have to have a good brand so that people know to look for you. Yeah. And pick mean, you out of that group. The good. All right. So the good brand is one thing, but um, which I, I personally think we are. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that always stands out, it goes the same with books, movies, wine, whatever it may be. People are impulsive. Like you ever walk into Marshalls down the street, you go through the aisle to pay, and there's a million things that you just end up picking up and buying. People are impulsive, so you need to stand out with cans and tap handles. Those are the big things, and even names. Those are the big things that stand out to people. So um, the guy that does our labels, Corey Danks, right, he is just amazing. He designed basically the mural. He didn't put it up, but he designed the mural. He designs all of our cans. The stuff is amazing, and the artwork is amazing. It's not too flashy, but it's not too subtle. Yeah, no, I love the cans. Yeah. I love all the artwork. It's awesome. I think they're amazing. And so the one thing I always preach when I go out into the market is the billboard effect, right? You want all your stuff in a succinct line, Mm -hmm. either stacked on top of each other, you know, on the shelves near each other. Sure. To create a billboard effect, you know, some continuity. And when you do see that, it, it goes far. I mean... People see these cans and they'll they'll buy it. You know, they might be like, "All right, I need a hazy IPA." Right? They'll look at two different hazy IPAs, and I mean, this is hearsay, but I would say nine times out of ten, they're going to go with the can they like more. Sure. Right. No, I I do that all the time. We buy stuff just based on the can and forget to look at the dates. But yeah, (laughs) that's but you just yeah, you know, that's that's until you get home and you're already cracked. Yeah. Yeah. Ninety-two. Yeah. Someone made it then. So I'm, I'm kind of curious, uh, just from my own personal, uh, you know, brain, um, what, what's the difference differences between selling to a place like Thorndale Beverage versus selling to uh, a bar that's going to put you on tap, selling kegs and stuff like that? Yeah, that's fair. Um, <laughs> so the differences are, are pretty great, but also not that much at the same time. Okay. The big thing with a bar is... Like I said before, you, you, you want your beer to move, and you really want to work with them because they know what their clientele are going to drink, right? If, if their clientele hates Belgian beers, don't sell them a Belgian beer. Yeah. You want it to move as quickly as possible because you want the next thing to go on because you want people to enjoy your beer. Whereas with the beer distributor, while that's the same thing, you guys just mentioned looking at dates. You don't want your beer to hang around because, you know, everyone's looking for the the freshest, nicest yeah, thing. Sure, yeah. So what you want to do is you want to, you know, give them what they want, but you want to make sure they keep reordering the fresh stuff over and over and over yep. again. And, and one of the luxuries that we have here being the size that we are and, and going through Lamb Beverage, which is our wholesaler, and, and, and kind of pumping it out at, at such an aggressive rate, you don't get that lag time. So you're not going to, especially in Chester County, you're not going to find anything over like a month, two months old. It's, yeah. it's just in and out. It's a revolving door. Yep. And that's what people want. I mean, any craft beer aficionado is going to look at the bottom of the can or the top of the can, wherever they have the, the date stamped. That's the first thing they're going to look for. Yep. Right? If they're going between two, yeah, they're going to look at the labels and they want a cool label, whether it's an Instagram moment or what it may be. But they're going to look at the date. And so the fact that we can get it moving as quick as we can. Yeah. You don't want to flood people with... I mean, everyone wants to have the best stock they can possibly have. Sure. So that's like one of the challenges is like, hey, 
almost underselling in a way. It's like, hey, yeah. listen, we want you to have everything we have, obviously. But let's start here yeah. and let's get this moving. And um, I think that's one of the biggest pluses to Stolen Sun is, especially in this area, you're going to find a lot of fresh, fresh beer. Yeah. Well, and we have Pat on the road every day. Mm-hmm. So that makes a huge difference, too. Like, like a lot of breweries our size may not have a dedicated, you know, 40 hours a week you're out on the road hitting, you know, like working with the distributors that we have, working with the accounts that we have, making sure the beer is fresh. Like, that is super yeah. important to our brand. And, and you're what, spreading, spreading out the footprint, too, right? Like, you're reaching out further and further. Absolutely. And, I mean, uh, you know, through my experience in the craft beer world, I, I you know, I, I have other counties that I've worked with. So Lancaster has been a huge one for yeah, us. Yeah, huge. They've been awesome. And, I mean, any listener that has been to Lancaster, go. It's changed completely. It's awesome. It's nice. a lot of fun. Okay. Um. They got a lot of great beers out there. They got a lot of great beer bars. Um, But I'm out there as much as I can be. And I know one of the things that really helps a brand grow, especially in a new area, is doing events to help that brand be recognized. So whether it be a tap takeover, which they're not really my forte. I like doing something a little more outside the box. So whether it be bingo, um, I have a putt-putt set where... If you sink a putt, you get a free beer. Nice. And I usually work with the bar to, like, you know, cover the cost. Yeah. But it's something different, and I think being different stands out. But, yeah, I mean, doing these events, too, and, like, getting the liquid to lips is huge. Sure. In the industry. And just, you know, showing people what you got because there's a million things out there. What are you going to choose? That's got to be a big part of it. Like, you know, you know, we know. The liquid is amazing. You guys are cranking out incredible beers, but you just have to get somebody new, hopefully, to try them. For sure. And I mean, that, that's, that's the, the well, name of the not game. It's just like new people. It's we want our brand to be when people want IPA, they ask for Stolen Sun, just like everyone else who owns a brewery. Yeah. And runs it. Like that's to be a we, staple. We want to be a staple. Like new, you know, new drinkers are great. You know, and awesome, and that helps us build our brand, but it's really about maintaining our core business of people that love our beer. And, and my big philosophy is, um, we mentioned our core beer earlier, like, the, the greater your foundation of your core beer is, the better you're going to be as a brewery as a whole. So if people want baby juices, New Exton, Jumping Johns, whatever. Everyone wants baby juices. <laughs> yeah, everyone. They really do. Yeah. Um, the more they want that core beer that they're always going to be able to get, the better you're going to be. And I mean, one of the big things that we've really taken into account and that I've really put a, a huge effort into is um, beer festivals. Yeah. Done a lot of them. Um, I've had ones that I've done in the past, so I'm doing them now. It's getting that liquid to as many lips as possible sure. to realize, hey, this is who we are and, and you know, Less about selling yourself and more about selling the experience. Yeah, I, I believe it. Let's let's talk about Quack real quick because I already I already finished that one. Did you already you already did Quack right? Yeah, I already finished it, my Quack. It's too easy to drink that beer. Oh my god, it's it's got a great maple sweetness to it. It's so good. It's like dessert. It's Absolutely. amazing. Yeah, yeah. So that beer was in the Kennett Winterfest cases. 
Yeah. Uh, Last it? year? I wasn't here. Oh, last yes, year. it was. Yeah. Yeah. So, Actually, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. So we, that. we got the Kenneth cases, and in true, you know, alcoholic fashion, we decided to have a... You funneled a, every beer. We did. Absolutely. <laughs> Perfect. We had, there was four, four of us, five of us, and we worked through a case a night, and we ranked <laughs> all the beers. Beer, man. It was, <laughs> that, that was a lot of fun. It was, we would yeah, like, it was a lot of <laughs> This, you know, we, we would we would pour it out. Yeah. Everybody would share it, and then we would put the can ahead or behind something else. Yeah. So we had them in some kind of order. And Quack of Dawn was darn near the top of that case. I don't exactly remember yeah. if it was first, second, or third, but I know yeah. it was. It, it was, was definitely top. up at the top. That one definitely stood out. So you guys just re-released it last week. Yeah. Yep. How the uh, how the release go? You know, you had some oh, donuts it, here. It was great. We did our donut donut pairing with. Uh, we did it with Quack, and we did it with the Cherry Cherry, which we'll try a little bit later. But, you know, it's a fun beer to brew. We, we work with Duck Donuts. It's in Westchester. Um, and we basically take all the ingredients. You know, we even take the donuts, and we, like, circulate them through our finished beer. It's pretty weird. But it, the result is delicious. Yeah, Absolutely delicious. It's, it's fantastic. And the cool thing is, like, this is batch three now. And I can tell, like, from the first batch... So like this batch, like this batch here, it's fantastic. Yeah, like I it mean, is, it's dialed in. Kudos to Chris. Like yeah, she, absolutely. she freaking kills it day in and day out, and like dials it in. You know. Yeah, they're all amazing. And you know, talking about the IPAs earlier, I think when it comes to IPAs, I don't know of another local brewery that does them as good as you guys. Nice. Like I awesome. just Thank love you. the. Um, I'm trying to think of all the other ones. But Jay-Z Hazy for sure is one of my like all-time favorites I in mean, the New area. I mean, New Exton, the staple like, yeah. East Coast yeah. we have here. Um, six Feet of Separation. I yeah. love that beer. Yeah, I love beer. that beer. Just wait till you have the, uh, the hop head. Yeah? It's, dude. It's, okay. I mean, like I said before, it's blasphemy, but I like it better than Jay-Z. Now, holy right. shit, this beer I, was, I just started sipping on, and it completely mm-hmm. changed my facial expressions. And rewired my brain a little bit. Uh, the uh, the so I, yeah, yeah, I was I was just gonna ask about this one. I feel like I'm getting something, but I, I want you to tell me exactly what we're drinking before I think I'm. So this drinking is drinking. beer ducking. It's our third third year of doing beer ducking. It's our annual Thanksgiving release. We start with green beans that go into a bourbon barrel that we got from Brandywine Branch Distillery. We aged those for about seven months. Not the vegetable. Uh, <laughs> green coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Just to be that clear. would be, that, be hysterical. <laughs> green bean casserole. Like, no, no one's doing green, green bean, bean casserole beers. stout. Yeah, it, no it's one almost Thanksgiving. That. No one get the vegetable sure? stout anywhere but here. Funyuns on top. It's <laughs> yeah. going to be awesome. Good days. Good days ahead. Um, so then I pull it out of the barrel. I roast it, and then we put that into a uh, Russian imperial stout. So you roasted beans that soaked. In the stout or the bar- or the-, the they're just in the the terroir of the barrel the same okay. way you would take like a imperial stout and put it into okay a gotcha we actually it's bourbon barrel process where we beans. age the coffee roast the coffee and then we put that into an imperial stout gotcha so what you're tasting is the barrel age coffee barrel yeah. age coffee crazy yeah it's because I I feel like I can. Get, I definitely get barrel, but I feel like I definitely get green coffee. Like I, I feel like it's kind of like a, um, it's not like a, a too roasty, like a, like a interesting. Well, see, I mean, I'm I was actually getting roasty. I was getting almost like a little smoke note <laughs> to it. 
See, what I get is it's not, it doesn't drink like an almost 11% beer. Yes. <laughs> it, no. drink, well, and, it drinks like a six. And remember, is, notes of bourbon can be caramel. Bourbon yeah, yeah, maybe like, that's what it is. It, the caramel in there the kind of thing. Yeah. Of the bourbon in the coffee and then the roasty notes. Because if, if it, if a, to me, and I'm not a an expert in coffee whatsoever. Like I just drink like Folgers. Yeah, like Starbucks no. Pikes. Really? No, the Starbucks best. Pikes place is like what we have in we're, our coffee maker every day. We're not far from you. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm so w- when we drank Starbucks is like out in like West Coast, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pacific Northwest, Seattle. Right? Yeah, yeah. So w- when. When you introduced me to not dark roasted coffee, I was really blown away by like how much flavor there was and, and you know that kind of like I don't know what to call it. Is it like more of a raw bean? Is that still uh, t- is that is tannin- that raw? Is that no. tannins? They're, they're fully developed coffees. They're just you're you we maintain the fruit of the coffee in the roast. Yeah, so you, like you get a lot of that fruitiness, total sweetness. Like if you yeah. were to eat a green bean, it would taste like chalk. Okay. Or it, it wouldn't taste good. Yeah. It, w- it would taste like you were eating... Chalk. Like it- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like... For, Yummy. For whatever reason, I feel like I'm getting like a less roasty coffee, like like a more flavorful coffee or something out of it where it's not like just straight bitter coffee. It's... Right. So this is a lighter roast. Okay. Maybe that's what that's it is. in there. Right. We're not yeah. heavily roasting... Because we want to maintain the barrelage coffee. Sure. If I roast it a lot, I just burn it. Burn off. it all off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, this is still pretty fresh, right? It's super it's fresh. Gonna, it's been in the tank. It's about ready to be centrifuged, actually. I, I mean, yeah. in terms of pouring, yeah, <laughs> that, that was super fresh. Wow, that's amazing. That's yeah. so good. And if, I'm if, loving that. If you don't mind, I mean the the quack of dawn because we kind of went over yeah. that pretty quick. Um. I know you mentioned the, the fuel by hops thing earlier. Yeah. We took Quack of Dawn out to Pittsburgh, which is the first time we've ever been out to Pittsburgh. Nice, yeah. Uh, we took it to a festival out there sponsored by Fuel by Hops and Mike's Beer Bar, which is um, like right across from the stadium. Um, and Quack of Dawn actually like received like the top five within That's the top amazing. five nice. out of like other breweries like Abomination, The Answer, Monday. Like a bunch of awesome, awesome, solid, yeah, 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 great breweries. So that are um, well known in that area you, for sure. You know, yeah, that's like yeah. their their home. So it was it was a huge testament to just you know the craft and, and what yeah. we're trying to. Guys were playing that's a road huge. game out there. Yeah, right. We, exactly. We, we were, and uh, yeah, you know, greatly enough, the Flyers won and uh, the Penguins lost <laughs> that exact night after the festival. So that's always good too. But just twist that in a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> as much as I can. Sorry, Pittsburgh fans. Even though they're Pittsburgh's still missing like their top eight guys or something. Yeah, you know, well, oh, record's a record. Awesome. But, um, yeah, the Quack and Dawn did great. We also brought the Marshmallow Jumpy Johns out there. And um, it was super well-received, and people in Pittsburgh loved it, man. Uh, it was at Spirit, which is a cool, like, punk bar, uh, which was super rad, and we had a great time. And, I mean, you know, being the first time that Stolen Someone's out in Pittsburgh and people loving it, yeah, that's huge. That that's all I can ask for. And I mean, you know, I hate to interrupt, but like, I yeah, just wanted no. to note that that you know, we're having Quack Dawn, and it's something that did really well out there, and, and was well received, and people liked it. And I actually had a person travel from like, not just for us, but for the whole festival. Uh, they traveled, I think, from Nebraska, which we oddly enough <laughs> yeah, mentioned yeah. earlier. But they traveled from the center of the nation to come out to this festival wow. and then visit family. But they were like, you know, that was our favorite beer of the evening. So that's amazing. Yeah. 
It was great. So how long until uh, their stolen son Pittsburgh opening up? Hopefully soon. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully the new year. Like that's that's the goal, right? Yeah. We want to hit like good beer markets. Like that's what our goal is to be in. Like. Places that love beer. Yeah. And I used to brew in Pittsburgh, too. So I yeah. love Pittsburgh. I lived there for about five years. Yeah, it's, it's I awesome. Built a, built a brewery there, brewed there. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I think we talked about that. I remember that, yeah. Way back in the 90s. Yeah, crazy. The 1890s. <laughs> crazy stuff. I, I do. Yeah, you got the 1890s haircut. I know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what's really cool about Pittsburgh is, I mean, they're a very um, local-centric craft beer scene in terms of like a five mile radius local centric I mean they got like Dancing Gnome and The Answer and Hitchhiker and all these awesome breweries out there yeah. and for us to be welcomed with open arms and that heavily accepted and yeah. like people actively asking for us that's a really cool feeling I, I can't imagine absolutely yeah that's so cool that you know you can go out to a completely different market like that and show it to somebody yeah. and for them to be that excited for it um, that's amazing before we take a break, what's it like having a rock star son? It's, it's <laughs> awesome. It really is. It's a lot of fun. I mean, we, we have a really good time. I mean, so w- what's new with Dylan? Uh, if you guys don't know, Dylan Zangwa was on the America's... Yep, AGT. Yep, AGT. And, um, That's what the kids say. What, AGT. A, what an yeah. amazing episode that was. It was just awesome that... I think I told this before, but I was so excited for it. The whole family was watching... We're sitting down on the couch, waiting for it, waiting for it, waiting for it. And then they do like a montage, like 75% through, of just like a bunch of acts. Yes. And I'm like, if they put him in this montage, (laughs) I'm flipping tables. That's crazy. And like, we had a viewing party here, a bunch of Dylan's friends, our friends. Like, it was an awesome night. And um, that montage you're talking about happened. Yeah. And you know, with... We don't know anything what's going on. We, they literally tell, they tell you, you like anything. Yeah, yeah. the <laughs> Thursday before the show. And if you remember, that was the last show that it was the sixth, their final AGT show where people were going to go on. So until that Thursday, we were like, we're, I can't believe we're not going to be on this. Because I knew that, like, we knew that he killed it. Yeah. Like, yeah. We knew that, like, the judge's response and everything else. Like, yep. we were like, I can't believe this is... And again, like, we don't have much of a story. We're just, you know. that I told you. Suburban people from Exton. Yeah, what, 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 what did you say? Story? When I talked to you in here, when you told me he was on there, I told you, you should have faked a death. Yeah. You should have faked some sort of disease so you could have gotten on to the next Dude, round. But you couldn't do it. I got to tell you, one of the comments on YouTube was um, they just love that Dylan didn't have a sob story. He's like, listen, I don't like talking about myself or whatever. You know, I am just... <laughs> I'm just me. I like kind of focusing on my music. Like, and I like hearing other people's stories, right? And people were going off about how Simon Cow was trying to, like, essentially get him to, like, talk about having yeah. a, um, an issue. Uh, uh, yeah, an issue yeah. being yeah. bullied or whatever. Yeah. You have and a hard time at school, you yeah. know, stuff like that. It's like, yeah. uh, do, no, do people, no, just, do people sure. know you do it? And yeah. someone's, the, the top <laughs> comment that cracked me up was, they live in Exton. That is the sob story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I <laughs> could not stop laughing. Growing up here my whole life, yeah. I, you know, I grew up in downtown. It's that was the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever heard, and, I, and Dylan thought it was too. It was, it was, it was crazy. That's wild. Does but he have? A, does he have a manager yet? Uh, it's me, John. It's me. <laughs> yeah. I was going to try. I was going to try and weasel in on that. Yeah, was that five uh, percent? 
Uh, is that what the manager gets? I get I don't nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I literally, like, it's it's all him. You like, get he, to buy him yeah. guitars. Someone asked yeah, right? me the other day, like, well, who do I make the check out to? And I'm like, to him. Like, yeah. I'm not. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. That's I'm not so crazy. destitute yet. Like, and he, let's, he just dropped a single, right? Yeah, he just yeah. dropped a yeah. single, Open Door. Fantastic song. That's awesome. He's That's got, so cool. like, people actively, like, pursuing. Yeah. yeah, it's awesome. It's crazy. And, I mean. It's insane. He's, he's playing it. The Creamery. Yeah, he's going weekend. to the Creamery on Saturday. Yeah, in, uh, in Kennett yeah. Square, so right on the border of Delaware yeah. there. So Delaware folks, PA folks, if you love Dylan, which we all do. Um, and if you love Stolen Sun, because we got, I mean, we all work together. So yeah, yeah. Because it's of the fact that I'm booking Dylan. like It's we, a package deal. Yeah, it's a package yeah, it's, deal. It's so. a tap takeover with uh, actually Quackadon will be on there and, and uh, a bunch of other great beers. But yeah, Dylan's going to be playing there from, what is it, 630 to 930? Yeah, That's the place people keep telling me to go, isn't it? It's awesome. It's an awesome it's a cool place. Spot. Yeah. It's a really cool spot. Yeah, we got to check that out. Yeah, he's going to be playing, and, dude, he kills it. Like, when we were at Kennett, like you guys were, he set the speaker on fire. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he didn't, Literally, like, take a match and set it yeah. on fire. <laughs> yeah. speaker, no, like, but it smoking. started smoking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's actually, he got, I mean, I think we finalized it. Like, he's playing the next Kennett, the Beer Fest. The Winterfest. Oh, nice. Yeah, Winterfest. Yeah, he's the headliner. That's awesome. Oh, it's amazing. And people loved him. I mean, that experience, like, you guys were on the other side, so you didn't really see. Yeah. But, like, people were all over the place when he started playing. Yeah. Yeah. It was That's a, so It cool. was an insane time. And, I mean, when I see Dylan, sometimes I catch him on, like, um, I, those peak times where it's, like, he, he just loved it. Like when he has a big crowd in front of him, yeah. like you can tell, it's, he's in his he element. Loves it. He's yeah. in his element. Oh, like he amazing. is like a rock star. Yeah, like he, yeah. Like it's, it's insane. He's got a. Uh, we're doing the Philly Christmas tree lighting, so he's going to be performing on that, and that's like an you know that's an NBC. Yeah, game. and the Bowie thing, and he's doing Philly loves Bowie in January at the uh, uh, Union Transfer Center. Holy crap! It's insane. Yeah, I mean. It's unbelievable. And he's doing like the national, he's doing the national anthem at the national pet show. I think that's an November. Oaks, right? Yeah, yeah it's an Oaks. Oaks. Yeah. That's so like a big pet show. It's like a, a big, big dog show. Yes, yeah, it's, it's another, it's a, it's a televised. Yeah. That's know, what so. that movie was based off of. The dog show movie. Yeah. I forget what that best, was. Best, best in, in show. Best in show. Yeah, yeah. That's what that was based <laughs> on. Yeah. But getting back to the point where you're like, I'm going to flip tables. Like literally that scene came on yeah. and did you have that feeling for a the minute? Exact. I mean, yeah. I, it's actually funny that you had that. Yeah. That same kind of. <laughs> it's like, oh, we're gonna be one of these like ten second yeah. things. It was like, oh my god, and it ended, and I went upstairs and I was like, we're gonna get, we're gonna be. Yeah, I'm like, it's I, getting I, later. I, I it's knew, getting later. I knew when that happened, like, yeah. we were gonna, and, and he got a huge bit. In there, oh my goodness, awesome. a huge bit. It was huge. It's so. The pimp spot, I think they call that. It the was, last segment is the pimp. It spot. It was awesome. Yeah. It was really cool. Yeah, it was. So. The, it was the closeout, which is which is great. Yeah. yeah, it was so cool. But it's a great experience. Like, and what a great kid, man! To, I just love his attitude about everything. That he's just like so down to earth like hey i'm just having a good time having fun like that's doing it. what i love that's it that's that's it he gets no There's, stress over it he literally no. just like okay it's time for me to play he just goes up and it's yeah. like he's a professional he's yeah, a, and like like i said it uh can it he just and he doesn't even warm up 
He just no. goes, oh. just sat down, sat down and wham. Yeah. yeah. He literally yeah. goes from the porta potty yeah. to the, yeah. Yeah. it's just like, all yeah. right, now it's time to play. Yeah. And then knocks everybody go. off their and feet. And just people are just like, what's going on? <laughs> it's like, insane. I always see these weird looks from people and they just do they don't sometimes they're just listening to it for a while without looking and then they look back and they're like what's going they're on like that's not a recording yeah he's zero to 100 literally yeah. before he sings he's shooting bottle caps at john and i yeah. Yeah. he twists the water bottle and yes then, exploding i'm like stop. Water. I'm like stop doing that this is literally a yeah. reoccurring he's thing. still 14 i'm time. like stop <laughs> yes don't do yeah. that you're gonna hurt someone yeah this that's yeah. his life and then he just goes up and kills it and sings yeah. and the, the best point is when uh People are just awed by it, and they're like, your daughter is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and I just look at them, I'm like, long hair grows in our, you yeah. know, goes yeah. in our family. Like, that's, like, really? But he sings on, that's, I know. Weird. He sings on a low register a lot. Yes. Like, he's yeah, he not. Does. I don't get it. I don't understand it, but no, it happens no. quite a bit. And I'm like, no. It does. But I, I'll tell you, when he's not doing something like Kenneth Brewfest, like we did uh, Ludwig's up there, we did their horse show, or not their horse show, rather, their carnival. Um, he had like a flock of like 50, 15 year old girls just waiting <laughs> for him off the stage. <laughs> just like, just like, can I get your autograph? It was the funniest and coolest thing I've Shout ever seen. Shout out Chris yeah. from uh, Beer Bourbon and Games just chimed in. He, he just asked, does he have any groupies yet? Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah he does. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, 100%. All right. Well, um, Pat, it was a pleasure hey, man, hanging nice out with you, you and getting too. to know you. Um, everybody, look out for Pat at your uh, local establishment. Hopefully, he's coming in there and uh, and dropping some beer off. But uh, let's take a quick break, which we normally don't do when we're live streaming. But we're going to take a, as quick of a break as we can, right? And uh, we're going to come back with uh, Chef Billy. Billy, Billy. yeah. I remember yeah. Billy's name. You know, not your name for some reason. Well, I'm going to forget your name. Yeah, well, every brewery needs a Pat. Yeah, yeah. that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, I'm not hopefully. Irish at all either. <laughs> yeah. which hopefully, it are, like, sinks dry. in. Yeah, I just feel bad that I remembered Billy and I talked to him for half the time I did you, but that's what it is. (laughs) Are we going to leave the live stream running? I guess. Yeah, let's leave it up. We'll leave it up. Just people watch us eat. Just watch us hang out for here for a little bit. Yeah, sounds good. All right, thanks, guys. Critique their eating. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be right back. Yeah, how how much different it is? I don't want to lose anybody that's watching, so we stopped the recording on the, uh, shit, that means I'm going to need Taylor. <laughs>